It's so good to see you all this morning. Great to be together. We are, uh, yeah, some, some college students have gone away and some have come home. And it's good to have our, uh, some, some returning worship leaders this morning as well and uh, different folks in town for visits around this Christmas season. It is great to be together. And it's a special day. And it really is a great day to be together in the house of the Lord and to have joined our hearts together in worship um, in, in beautiful and powerful ways. God bless you. Thank you for offering of yourselves in worship the way you have already done this morning. I want to go ahead and dismiss our kids for Children's Church. You guys can have super time. And uh, we know you will. Kids, you're going to miss this morning... My first ever sermon from the book of Zephaniah. Zephaniah. Who has heard a sermon from the book of Zephaniah? You've been going to this church very long, you haven't. But uh, some of you have. Good. Well, it's my first ever, and I'm kind of excited about it. It's like, you know, I mean, this is a a great book. There's lots of places to explore. And one of those that I had never reached on a Sunday morning, at least, is the book of Zephaniah. Do you even have any idea where it is? All right, all right, all right. Sorry. You know. All right. Malachi is the last of the Old Testament. Then we work back to that other Z, Zechariah. And then we go back to a little one that gets lost in there, Haggai. And then it's Zephaniah. It's page 884 in my Bible, if that helps you. Uh, I don't think it does. But grab one in front of you or follow along on the screens, and I'm going to read for us from Zephaniah chapter 3, verses 14 to 20. Let's stand together, can we, as I read this? Zephaniah chapter 3. Just say Zephaniah with me one time. Ready? Zephaniah. It's kind of like Mufasa, except a whole lot better. A whole lot better. All right. At the end, I'll say this the word of the Lord, and you can say, thanks be to God. Sing, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. For the Lord will remove his hand of judgment and will disperse the armies of your enemy. And the Lord himself, the King of Israel, will live among you. At last your troubles will be over, and you will never again fear disaster. On that day, the announcement to Jerusalem will be, Cheer up, Zion. Don't be afraid, for the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty Savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. With His love, He will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. I will gather you who mourn for the appointed festivals. You will be disgraced no more. And I will deal severely with all who have oppressed you. I will save the weak and helpless ones. I will bring together those who were chased away. I will give glory and fame to my former exiles wherever they have been mocked and shamed. On that day, I will gather you together and bring you home again. I'll give you a good name, a name of distinction among all the nations of the earth As I restore your fortunes before their very eyes, I, the Lord, have spoken. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You can have a seat. It's Advent. 
You're spending lots of time getting ready for company, literally. For some of you, you have been getting your house ready for guests who are landing your way. Maybe family, friends coming for Christmas Day or Christmas week or longer. (laughs) That's just great. And uh, you've been vacuuming the floors and sweeping the front doorstep and dusting the shelves and lighting the candles and all of this preparation. And spiritually, we've been doing the same thing in this season of Advent. That's what it's all about. And we've been reminding ourselves of this from week to week. We are We are preparing our hearts for the God who comes, Emmanuel, God with us, the God who has come to us in history, the baby who was born in a manger, Jesus, who who came to save his people from their sins, who would live and die and be raised again, that all who believed in him would have life and life everlasting. We're preparing our hearts for for the God who comes in mystery, who comes to us even now through the presence of his Holy Spirit, who comes to us through his word, who comes to us through interactions with other people and interactions within the church and for the God who will come again in majesty when Jesus returns at the end of all time to to judge the world and to set all things to rights. These are the comings of the Lord, the arrivals, the advents that we celebrate and remember during this season, and we prepare our hearts, and we look forward to these moments of of celebration. On this particular Sunday, though, it's, it's, it's different. Come on, we've lit a pink candle. I mean, it's different. If that didn't kind of set it in motion for you. Maybe some of the songs did. Maybe some of Trish's comments even as we thought about joy. For today, as we find ourselves a little past the midway point of Advent, we join with the, with the body of Christ all around the globe today and actually throughout history in sort of pushing the pause button on our preparation in some ways. In, in other ways, we go full steam ahead. But in some ways, we push the pause button on our preparation. All of the, the sense of waiting and expectation, this sense of, of reflection and deep uh, repentance even, we, we are encouraged to sort of step away from that for the day and instead to replace that and to focus all of our attention and all of our energy on one thing and one thing only. Joy. Joy. Joy to the world. We'll sing in a few short days, but even now we get a prelude, a practice, a warm-up for that Christmas Eve night when we'll celebrate the joy that has come into the earth, into the world in Jesus by, by re- reflecting and thinking about all that we have to be joyful for. Today is what is known as Gaudete Sunday from the Latin word that simply means rejoice. Do you want to say that one with me? Gaudete. And you can find it pronounced different ways by different people, but that's the one I chose. The third Sunday of Advent on which the church throughout history has interrupted its regularly scheduled Advent practices. 
stop and simply rejoice. To, to, to t- take a break from the fasting that is, has characterized Advent throughout the centuries and to spend a day feasting on the recognition and the good news of all that God has done for us in Jesus. It's a moment to light a rose-colored candle and to be reminded to stop and smell the roses during this season, to, to, to remember the coming of Christ, but even more so, to reorient ourselves, and I hope we can do this today, to reorient ourselves to, to all the reasons, or at least some of them, as to why we might rejoice in the Lord. So if you've been fretting and frazzled about all that you have not yet done in your preparation for Christmas, all the shopping that you haven't accomplished, all the, the, the stress and strain of, of food and decoration and all of these things, then take a time out at least for a few minutes this morning. Just, just break yourself of that for at least a little while if you can't do it for the whole day. And, and instead, in, let enter into your mind thoughts of, of celebration, thoughts of gratitude, thoughts of rejoicing. Breathe. Breathe this morning. Some of you just need to breathe. I need to Smile. It's, it's okay. It's Advent, and it's good, and we can rejoice. Laugh even a little bit with the person next to you, and before and as you came in, I heard some nice laughter, and after the service, as we gather together on the patio, at a, at a deeper level, though, if you feel sort of overwhelmed by this season, I know there are many in this room this morning that are simply overwhelmed by the Christmas season. Maybe it's, it's just a sense of, of loss that you have felt or a sense of just deep emotion that floods your soul, just overwhelms you in these days. And, and that's, a, that's, a, that's a reality, personal discouragement or, or disappointment. Maybe just even some of us feel an increased anxiety about the the, the world around us and the situation that we find ourselves, today, today, if only for a few moments, is a great day to step back with the, with the, with the church of, throughout history and around the globe today and to, to believe that God is bigger still than all of that and to allow His joy to flood and to fill our souls in these moments. To rejoice, friends, doesn't mean that we just sort of shut off our, 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 or ignore the pain and the difficulty that's all around us. To, to rejoice doesn't, doesn't mean to suggest in any way that we should pretend for, for a moment that the sadness and the suffering that we feel isn't real. I mean, I'm not 